This is the sports show we've all been waiting for. Connoisseurs of Sport features two sports enthusiasts who go beyond statistics to help you interpret the sports you love in new and refreshing ways. A scout will help you spot players and teams that have the makings of true greatness without having to rely solely on fickle statistics. And the GM will help you understand how it goes on behind the scenes, translate into what happens on court or on the field. Get ready, because no one else does it like the connoisseurs of sport. Episode 34. Connoisseurs of Sport is back, everybody. This is the basketball GM here with the scout who's giving me the thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) So look, scout, shout shout out to the people, and then I'll set up what we're going to do in this episode. What's up, everyone? Um, We are back again, as the GM said. Um, On a side note, uh, Buddy Heald, Mm -hmm. big shout out to him for the big game he put up against Oregon. So you're talking NCAA A little bit, a little bit. I got to give a nod to it. You know, I know the folks are all having a good time with it. But Now set it um, up for the people who don't know. Who who does he play for and what did he do? Oh, the Oklahoma uh, Sooners. Um, he put dropped 37 all over Oregon. And mm-hmm. it was something. You know, before you go ahead, I just said something that sounded like something from Kindergarten Cop. Who, who is your daddy and what does he do? I said, who does he play for? <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? So if you know Kindergarten Cop, there you go. Yes. So, okay, Sooners. And he yes. dropped how many again? 37, which pushed them into the final four. Um, Oregon was, I believe, the number one seed um, in that section. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was, what was most... Were they the ones who got rid of Duke? Duke yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's most interesting is his... Um, there were some comments made by Oregon that he talked about uh, that kind of, you know, got him going a bit. And also a certain um, snake was in the audience. Oh, yeah, the, the Black Mamba was there, and he said that that also helped inspire his performance. So, just wanted yeah. to drop that 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 tidbit. And, um, and if you don't know who the Black Mamba is, it's Kobe right. Bryant, of course. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting, and I also thought his performance was quite interesting. So, here's another one. We'll see where he goes in the draft. Say his um, name one more time. Buddy Healed, I believe is how you say it. Mm-hmm. And he's a guard. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He'll be a two-guard, maybe a little small forward. All right. League, so, yeah. Do you put him up there with Simmons and all the rest? Not as a talent, but mm-hmm. you know how these things go. Yes. Um, I like his mentality. And do you think that will serve him well in the league? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, now he shoots the, you know, he shoots the college three, but I think his range even extends out. He'll be able to ex- extend to the NBA three, mm-hmm. from what I've seen. Um, and I think as he gets stronger again, his shot um, will get a little more fluid as far as the mechanics. Um, mm-hmm. There's some things I see there that aren't, you know, perfect. But again, these guys ain't college, so. Um, Who do you liken him to? Is there any player that you see uh, in him? No, not right now. I mean, he's it's because it's so three ball heavy. Yeah, I mean, he had eight threes in that game. Mm. Um, he's a really good athlete as far as you know, moving around the movement and the, the leaping ability, the ver- the verticality to his game. But um, yeah, as far as because it's so much three ball shooting, I'm not sure who I would compare him to right now. I'll try to watch more of him. Okay, and then maybe we'll come back and talk about it. 
Yeah, when when the draft happens, we will yeah. come back to all of these guys and we'll right. do the full breakdown. Uh, but again, enjoy your madness. I know it's coming to an end soon, uh, at the beginning of April, but there we go. Okay, moving on. So what we're going to be doing in this episode, you know, I'm calling this, Scout, mm-hmm. the recent spectacle surrounding LeBron. Recent is a great word. Yes, so that's going to be <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the major thrust of this episode. We're we're also going to talk about a comment or a series of comments actually that Kevin Durant made about two players in the NBA. We won't give that away yet. So that's coming up at the end. So mm-hmm. without further ado, let's jump into the spectacle. Oh boy. Out. How should we start this? LeBron I'm gonna James help you. I'm gonna help you right now. Again. Yeah, I'm gonna help you right now, Scout. So we have LeBron James. We once again have turmoil. Uh, well, we don't even know. Is it turmoil? Isn't it turmoil? LeBron likes to communicate cryptically, as he says. I don't really find it that cryptic. I find it pretty <laughs> clear. I mean, okay, it's not that cryptic. But then, you know, it's this whole game of does he mean it? Does he not mean it? So what's going on, everybody? Uh, recently, LeBron, I think he tweeted it, right, Scout, about him wanting to join up with his good buddies uh, and those three buddies are Carm- Carmelo Anthony of the Knicks, uh, CP3 or Chris Paul of uh, the Clippers, and of course, Dwayne Wade of his former Miami Heat. Well, the original uh, source of this was a, an article that I believe Howard Beck wrote. Okay, so an article. Okay, because yeah. their, tweet, their tweets, their articles, their videos. Right. It's so many things here. Yeah, all of this stuff, everyone, we do have links in the show notes, so you can find it if right. you want it. So we have that. We have him and and the supposed clash on the Cavaliers among he, Kyrie Irving, and, of course, Kevin Love. Uh, we've got that angle. We've got J.R. Smith chiming in on the super team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just this is so much going on. But keep this in mind, everybody. LeBron left Cleveland. LeBron came back. Uh, you know, the prodigal son returns. This whole thing is this in jeopardy? And whoever said LeBron was going to stay in the first place? I mean, this kind of stuff with LeBron and and the myth surrounding him. I call it. Mm-hmm. It's just really exhausting. I'm over it already. We haven't even started talking about it. And another thing we're going to discuss is, does he actually make his teammates better? Mm-hmm. All right. So that's what I have to say to set it up fully for you, Scout. Now it's your turn. Tell us your thoughts. Okay. This has been, as it always is with him, and you and the, the leader said, it, it, it's... A mess. He brings a storm with him, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of this um, is off the court stuff. Yeah. Becomes front and center, and I do not like that. Um, and this is all because of you know his generation, social right. media, internet. They're just as a generation, they are just more open with their thoughts. They are less censored. Uh, yes. Which can lead to a bunch of stupidity when the media gets their hands on it. Right, and a lot of and the thing is, people like that. A lot of people like that. Okay, let, let, let's do the good. Um, it brings 
people who may not be NBA fans in a bit, I think it, it becomes a celebrity thing. And we know everyone's all about celebrity. So it's good for Fairweather fans, is what you're saying. Right. It's good for the NBA. It's good because they are celebrities. They, they, they're almost athlete is secondary, it's almost now. Yeah, and this is a, a league of stars. We know that. Right. And it always has been since, I mean, people would say the 80s with Bird Magic. But I think right. even before then, um, you had it on the lower level with your Jerry West and the Elgin Baylors. It was always about those guys. Chamberlain. Chamberlain, yeah. Pistol Pete. Um, you name it. Um, it's always been about more about the individual or the individual separating themselves. Right, and, and look, the logo, the logo is a player. It's Jerry West, so right. you know, right? Yeah, exactly. Versus the NFL, which is a shield, and so mm-hmm. forth and so on. So that's always been there, but it's been controlled because it's about the game still. Yeah, if they were they were athletes first. Okay, Michael Jordan was an athlete first. Now, he became this icon, but it still was always about the basketball with him, right? And and, and in defense of of this generation as well, he didn't have, there was no social media and no, no, not not as much 24-hour media if there was No, no, 24-hour media did not exist. Did not exist, uh, right. Until the O.J. Simpson trial. So everybody, that's your history. So Um, we have to be careful with that and not, like, we we talk about we do not do here is pull people out of their eras right because I don't know what Michael Jordan would be doing if he had Twitter and all kinds of other things either okay, and so you uh, you have to use it nowadays you, you yes. have to use it yeah but the way LeBron uses it, it, it it's it, I mean it's divisive obviously divisive however you want to say that but it, it's it's he puts it ahead of the game Okay, guys like that of that stature. Well, he does have a he does have a PR marketing firm, right? He has his he own. He has all kinds of things. I think even yeah. before he came in, he said he wanted to be a global icon. It just was never about the game first with him to me. Mm-hmm. It's always I'm going to use the game and my talent to be a celebrity mm-hmm. instead of I'm going to put everything I have into the game and everything else will happen around that. Like say mm-hmm. a Kobe Bryant. Right. right, or someone like that, or, or the way Michael Jordan or people like that, like we talked about, they they played the game, they exhausted their talent, and they put everything they had into the game, rendering results, and then as as a as a uh, product of that, the celebrity and the stardom came. Yeah, well, yeah, because they didn't come into the league as superstars like LeBron. Right, it's a different dynamic. Now, where I have pass, 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 pass. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> we'll get to that, but. The major issue in, is with this generation, particularly. I don't want to say all of them because it's not all of them. No, is the lack of competitive spirit. And this goes into wanting to team up with your good buddies and go. Right. Take, you know, get, I'll take a pay cut. Let's go to a warm yes. uh, city. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I cannot stand it. Okay, you're supposed, I shouldn't say you're supposed to, but I <laughs> respond to people that say, I'm, you're, you're my peer, you're on my level, I'm going to destroy you yeah. on the court. This is how it used to be. This is competition. This is what I want to see. I don't want to see four, three and four stars on one team teaming up, trying to uh, uh, shortcut a title. You earn that. 
Yeah. Okay? And if you, you stick your neck out, you put everything you have into it, and then if you don't make it, so be it. Then well, you know, obviously they don't really care. They just want to have fun and play with their friends um, and entertain the folks. Uh, they're not concerned about doing it on their own. Um, so, you know, I guess they really don't care about that. They don't care about uh, going down like a Jordan, like a like Kobe. Um, right. The rite of passage, earning it. You have to, you, every time something goes wrong or you fail or you come up short, you don't change your situation. You build. But this generation seems, seems to say, all right, we failed twice. Let me go find two other guys that can team up with me and make it a little easier. Now, right, LeBron did that. LeBron did that with the Miami Heat. Right. Yeah. And, and you know who's conspicuously absent? Kevin Durant. Um, yeah. Russell Westbrook. Right. We don't hear that. Um, and, and some others. Right. And even Darren Williams in his heyday, I know he's well beyond his prime. But when he was really... Um, considered to be the best point guard in the league. I don't know if anyone remembers that when he when, light Chris Paul up. Yeah, when he played for Utah. When he played for Utah, right? He was another one that was kind of a loner. Um, but these guys, it, it, they want to shortcut the process. I gotta win a ring, okay? No matter what. I, when you're a player on the, on a certain level, there's some responsibility that comes with that, okay? Mm-hmm. It, it, maybe you don't make it. Maybe you're like a Dominique Wilkins. That doesn't make Dominique any less great, right? Okay. Well, not for people like me. I mean, you have this media, but you got to ignore them. I would hope you do. When they relegate everyone to, did you win a ring or did you not win a ring? You know, Charles Bark, the Charles Barkley's, really the entire group of people that Michael Jordan denied. Yeah. And, right. and you know, I, I, part of this is their response to that media pressure. Uh, you know, exactly. Everybody can't handle it. But then that takes us into this. Uh, LeBron is a leader. Now, he will constantly tell us that he's leading his team. Yes, I mean, he'll he say it. He'll say it when nobody asked him. Um, so when it comes to the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, we know that Coach Lou sat him down, talked to him, the GM talked to him as well after these tweets and whatever else happened. So talk to us, Scout, about the current state of the Cleveland Cavaliers, what you see. Well, I'll tell you this, and you even have to back up to, remember they got Blatt fired. I should say they, because I don't know that for sure. But David Blatt was fired. And the suggestion was that behind the scenes, LeBron right. was not happy with him as a coach. Right. And that was going on for two seasons, no matter the outcome. So if you look at them this year, they're, fate, they're 51 and 21, number one in the East. They were number one in the East when David Blatt was there. They fired him anyway. And then Tyrone and he led, and remember, Blatt got them to the finals last yes. year. Kyrie Irving went out at the end of the first game of the finals. Right. So that's number one. Let's not forget that. Okay. So that's nail in the coffin, number one, we'll call it. Then moving forward, we it's so many things going on with the social media and these things. I, I can't even keep track of it. So they're 51 and 21, 10 games left in the season, I believe. The math right on that? Yep. Right. So they're number one. And... The thing about Cleveland and why I believe LeBron James and Cleveland and also Miami to a degree is always skated a bit is they're in the East. Yeah. So they're not playing well now. They got pretty much dismantled by the Nets, I believe, a few nights ago. So they're really up and down here, this this year's Cavalier team. Yeah, no consistency. No consistency. But if I look at that and I say, can they still make it out of the East? Yes. 
than yeah, from the Western Conference. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. there's that element, too. They're, they're able to overcome these flaws because of the competition level mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference. So Now, what about LeBron, though, and his other two players of the big three mm-hmm. on the Cavaliers? Let's start with Kevin Love because Kyrie Irving is more interesting. So <laughs> start yeah. with Kevin Love. Oh, what do we what do we say about that? As far as Kevin Love being basically a uh, twenty four and, and and fifteen sixteen guy, we're talking statistics, of course, and that's sixteen rebounds. Yes, in Minnesota, and then come into Cleveland where LeBron's going to lead you and make you better. That's what they say. Air quotes, and he is really taking a taking a dive. Not only his production. But his efficiency has gone down. Because, see, when you think now, about... But wait a minute, though, Scout. You said that Lou had it figured out with their spacing on the court. Remember that? You I said, said that. Yeah, you did. You said he had, he had it figured well, out when it came to Kevin Love and LeBron. I think Kyrie hadn't gotten back on the court at that point. Nah, right. So, it's like we always joke where mm-hmm. it can only be two of the three. Somebody. Yeah. So, were be- you joking when you said that previously? Yes, of course. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, they- I don't know if that was clear to everybody. So we. Oh yeah, yeah, we can't, I'm kidding. Yeah, we. Were, I was kidding. Yeah, set the yeah. record straight. Yeah, yeah. So because there, are how many balls again? Uno. Yeah. Now, what 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 could work is if they go to you know Harlem Globetrotters rules, and you maybe somebody breaks it. Great extra ball on the court. This, yeah. you know, we'll see what happens. But go ahead. So, so Kevin much Love. inconsistency. They don't know who to go to and yeah. when. Okay, so when you're in a tight game, right? And you oh, give the ball to LeBron. He's the leader. I'm getting to that. And yeah. you need a bucket. Say like with the with the L.A. Lakers in the in well, the Kobe if you Bryant. need a bucket, give it to Kyrie. Well, but see, that's the thing. <laughs> what is LeBron James's role? Is he the leader? Ask him. Ask him. He's the one who likes to disappear. Yeah, so the question is, that's why they don't have a plan. It's, you know, okay, we're going to do this now, but it's no plan. Honestly, you know what? LeBron could take it upon himself and say, give me the ball. Because that's what the greats do. They go, look, give me the ball. And And I will make the determination on the court. Yeah. I want to compare him to Magic Johnson erroneously, but for those of you that want to do that and say, well, Magic was a passer, and LeBron is a passer, so he's going to make the play. Look, when it came down to brass tacks, as they say, Magic would shoot that hook, too. He sure would. Give me the ball, he would say. Mm-hmm. And right? he, look, he'll take on the mantle of Tragic Johnson and move Tra- forward. Exactly the point. So LeBron James is, is, is and has always been, okay, one of these guys that wants the glory, Mm-hmm. But wait a minute, Scout. But then Chuck's the blame. Let's What's keep this focused on? because Kevin Love. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Kevin Love is floundering. <laughs> okay. It, it, hey, I don't know if you remember this, GM, but when LeBron left Miami, Chris Bosh had a few. He went to his comedy routine. Had I a remember. A few, few words about not getting enough touches. Yeah. He likened it to, I believe, a three-course meal. <laughs> That's right, he did. If I remember correctly. Yes. And, and he said this. Um, and He really was saying this with Kevin Love in mind. Yeah, because essentially the point was, look at what happened to me. Right. It's coming for you. Right. Whereas um, Chris Bosh, I don't know if anyone remembers, when he was in Toronto, 
Um, he was considered one of the best players in the league. Yeah. Now, Toronto never got really far. They were like a, a borderline playoff team, kind of first round, maybe second round exit. Uh, uh, they didn't get very far, but but Chris Bosh was a 24 and 10 guy, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he was a wonderful player. And, and you know, this now was before his, his, now he's having health issues. Right. But um, before yeah. that, when he was with the Heat my, and, and LeBron was there, he was a, they, he jokes. They made fun of Chris Bosh as far as he became this big joke to everyone. He really did, and, and what what a shame. Now, again, you're supposed to be making your teammates better. Now, all right, we're done with Kevin Love. Let's move on to Kyrie Irving. Now, Kyrie Irving, in the Ken Berger article that we're linking in the show notes, Ken reminds us right at the beginning that Kyrie Irving was crowned the All-Star MVP at age 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during that game... You know, of course, he played with LeBron. And this is when LeBron's wheels started turning about coming back to Cleveland. Ooh, I can play with a Kyrie Irving. He can get me the ball. You know, this will be a nice synergistic relationship that we can have. And boy, oh boy, look at where we are now. So that's your lead-in scout takeover. But right there again, he's always scheming to lift the burden. He's like Luthor. Yeah, right. He's always looking at eyeballing situations like saying, okay, if I go here, they have this in place, and then I only have to do this much to succeed. He wants to be the ruler of Australia. <laughs> That's the Gene Hackman. That is the good Lex Luthor. The Gene yeah. Hackman Lex Luthor. But, mm-hmm. not to get off on that tangent, but, so he was eyeballing Kyrie, thinking how he could use Kyrie to further his cause. That, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other thing, maybe, I don't know, but you go, well, Ky- Kyrie's on the rise. I come there, I can make it better. Everybody right. can say, I made him better. Look at how I made it's him better. A win-win. And yeah. if we don't succeed, I can always say, it isn't me. I'm That's trying right. to, I'm trying to lead these guys. You know, the stuff he likes to say. Mm-hmm. He, I firmly believe, I truly believe he thinks all of these things out. He calculates them and they have nothing to do with what goes on in between the lines. I'm not saying you walk around and you play for a franchise that's terrible that's not giving you any help, right? Yeah, yeah. But it, it's a complete, It's another thing to look at the map and every city that has a team and start, you know, scouring the roster and looking for who, okay, this is a good situation. And I had forgotten that Kyrie done that. He was, his star was rising, right? Yeah. And LeBron saw that, even made some comments but what, about but what, uh Scout, what about how they fit on the court? Well, we talked about this where um, Kyrie is a point guard, really, a, he's really the new the, the new wave type point guard, was really a scoring guard, but he's a lead guard, I'll call a it. Hi- a hybrid, yeah. Hybrid, but he, need, he needs the ball in his hands. That's yeah. what he does. Well, I mean, that's but that's a point guard position. They should have the ball on right. their hands. Thing. Now, yeah. LeBron likes moonlighting. And the conductors of the offense. LeBron likes moonlighting. Yes. And doing anything he feels like it, when he feels like it, which throws everyone off. There's no solid roles in this case. So Kyrie could have the ball in his hands for three possessions. Then LeBron may have it for four and so forth. There's no, there's no chemistry there. I've always been an advocate. As far as LeBron James, I think he maximizes his talent when he is not dribbling. Give so, the ball so up. Let's, go play forward, I believe. So I let's let's put it this so. way. Let's put it this way then, Scout. Yes. Who do you think LeBron should play with? What kind of which players would you choose 
if you were the GM, okay, I'm going to put this on you. You mm. were the GM of a team. You had LeBron. Who would you surround him with? Give us names. The silence is deafening. See, oh. if I was a GM, I, I would have to bring him in and say, listen, bro, you're going to have to play forward. Let the guards do their job. I, I don't know who do you put around him outside of a bunch of people, a bunch of shooters, people like um James Jones, who he's played with in the past. And you can think about those Cavaliers teams that he would drag through the Eastern Conference, right? And they would just mm-hmm. shoot around him. And everyone would say, oh, look who he's playing with. Well, the thing is, that's because of the way he plays. Mike Miller was someone who always, you know, went from team to team with LeBron. But those are the only kinds of people stand still shooters that I think can play with him. So you're saying uh, you're saying role players who have uh, acumen with the three point shot, right? I mean, you even think back if anyone wants to go way back with Larry Hughes in Cleveland, who Larry Hughes was really a, a very good two guard in in, in Washington. And then he came to play with Cleveland and LeBron lampooned his career too, if anyone remembers. Yeah. So so players who don't need the ball a lot can stand around, wait to get it, right. like you're saying, stand still shooters. Uh more like you said, like uh the original Cleveland Cavaliers with right. LeBron. Uh, I think what they would need on the inside, uh maybe even pulling a Haslam like he had in, yes. in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh pulling that kind of guy. Yeah, I think that that would work for LeBron. And so be people that play without the ball and don't want almost don't have the skill to play with it cuz they yeah. don't have the conflict. Yeah, they are role right. players. Like one role. You got to get people that can't handle the basketball. Like I mean can't yeah, and I, you know, uh, let's pull in J.R. Smith. Swish. Earl. Yeah, yeah, Earl, Earl. Uh, so he said, look, I want to be in on this super team. <laughs> <laughs> and I think actually he can pair with LeBron. I think you could put yeah. him on that team. But now with this, what you said, so do you think if this came to fruition that we had LeBron, we had Carmelo, we had D-Wade, we had CP3. You think that they could coexist? They they would have to see his thing again. No. Now here's my one. Here's the little wrinkle. What conference are they in? Um. Here's the thing about that, and why I say that. If you, I would say conference wise, West. I would say Western Conference. I bet he finds his way. Is there, I also <laughs> believe he LeBron has stayed away from the West when it comes to his free agency moves. But look, if Carmelo wants a warm city, right? You, yeah. if, if you're in the East, you're thinking, okay, you, you're just thinking south of the country. Yeah. Um, so is that Texas? No. It's not going to be Dallas. It's not going to be Houston. It's not going to be San Antonio. Is that is that back in Miami? Maybe they go to Miami. I mean, the point the, I mean, I is, is, it, is it the Hawks? Do they take over the Hawks? Or do they go to an L.A. team? Who knows? But here's the thing. If you're playing in the East, and we talked about how it's, you know, uh, a ways easier, a percentage easier to get through the Eastern Conference, then you get into that finals, and really anything can happen, right? But you have have four of the premier players in the league on one. Here's your rub. Here's your rub. Chris Paul. Yep. If anyone that, listen, Chris Paul. I know he looks like he's 12 years old. 
<laughs> but Chris Paul is ruthless. Oh, yeah. And the media doesn't really advertise this, but there have been pieces written. He does not get along with teammates. Well, with teammates, if anyone around the DeAndre Paul Jordan. Chris Paul don't want to hear it. He do not want to hear any of them. Yeah. Right. Chris Paul is a dog, which I respect. Oh, yeah. And you know what? So, Here's Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade has that in him too. Oh yeah, that's enough that you always bring up the get your the, uh, the head. Yeah, you yes. know. So another word in there that we're not going to use, but right when he was yelling at LeBron in that that final series against. And the so Mavericks, here's so. my wrinkle. So here's my wrinkle. Now that you said that, here it yeah. is. It might be that if you have Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade on the team with LeBron, they do the coaching. They go look. They can, stand, they can stand up to him. Yeah, they go look. Yeah, you know because that's the problem. I'm not, problem not saying I'm not yeah. going to say the word. You know, look now. Yeah, what you going to do is get down there in the post, and this is how we going to run this. So that's the only thing where I go. Well, if that happens, because it won't just be Dwayne Wade saying get your blank and head in the game. It'll also be Chris Paul going. You need to do it, and then Chris Paul going. I got the ball anyway. Yeah, I'm not going to play without the basketball yeah. because of LeBron James. It's not going to happen. Um, I, look, so now that you say that, the problem with LeBron, he's procured too much power. And they're he, not going to care. That's what I'm saying. He has to be marginalized. But I also think, to add to this wrinkle, that LeBron will listen to them. See, yes, that's the. It, right. LeBron, I, I truly believe that LeBron really does want to play with them. Yes. Um, I truly do believe that he would take a pay cut to do so. Carmelo said he would take a pay cut too. Um, and I really believe that LeBron wants someone else to take up the pressure yes. of leadership. Yes, I agree. He has tried it. He's tired of it. <laughs> I really think that's what it is. I think he's going, look, I've tried to do this. Mm-hmm. It's not really working the way I, I dreamed it would. If I get on this team with these guys, they can do it. I can relax and be me. And right. we've talked about LeBron and really what his talents are. And I think that if he deferred to them, it might work. It might work. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. He, can, he, can, he can offload some of that pressure because he does not do well with it. Yeah, and I th- I really think that's what it is. I think if if Chris Paul said, "Look, we need you to go here," LeBron would go, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay." So maybe this super team thing is a little better than it seems. If that were to happen, and I really do think that LeBron would defer because I think that's truly who he is. Yes, it is. I think he. Yeah, I don't know that he would argue with that. Yeah, and then LeBron can mock the media and all of that, like he likes to do. Uh, you know, because the super teams, though, is there any chance no. of this crap stopping? No, because it, he likes the yo-yo media, and you know what? I don't quite blame him uh, because they set him up this way, and he's going, "Look, I can throw out these tweets, and I can say these comments. They're going to pick it up. I can make fun of them, and just and, and do that. And it's not like these media members are, you know, need our support. Um, anything else to say on this? Because I am done. The only thing I'll say is um, in Ken Berger's article, he, he talks about, he has a very interesting take on LeBron's relationship with the fans and an NBA, a professional Do you mean the fans really. of the league or the Cleveland fans? Well, the Cleveland fans and also just the dynamic of athletes 
are really employees and the teams they play for are their employers. Mm-hmm. And it's there's not this connection that fans kind of absorb where they root for a team as part of their life and they yeah. want the players to be the same as them. Loyalty. He has a really, very, very interesting take on that. Mm-hmm. Um, with respect to that, when LeBron came back to Cleveland and wrote that letter that everyone loved. Yeah. Right, which we hated, but everyone loved it. <laughs> Why did we hate it? Remind us. <laughs> it's not about the game. It yeah. was a, all of this, you know, marshmallow and rainbows. Oh, I want to bring a championship to Cleveland. I think <laughs> I can do more good there with the kids. And Are you the, talking about Lucky Charms? <laughs> I'm here. Well, I'm here to bring a championship for the fans. No, you're not. Yeah, well, and you know he unfollowed the Cavaliers, uh, the right. team on Twitter. <laughs> and then he showed up, signed his two-year deal with the one-year yeah. option, which is good business because they made look, a salary cap. And make LeBron is a great troll. Things. He's yes. a great troll. Like, he's yes. the greatest trolling uh, player on the planet. <laughs> yeah, and we can go all day. It's so many things that, 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 that are going on with him in that Cleveland situation, really with him in the league. Mm-hmm. Totally, especially with the rise of Steph Curry. Yeah. And the Golden State Warriors has really put him in an interesting spot. Yeah. So. You said the Steph word today. Okay. I was, I know. (laughs) So now let's, let's shift completely. Yeah. To something outside of LeBron and going to Kevin Durant. Now, everyone, Kevin Durant uh, gets to see Kawhi Leonard. What, four times a year now? Yeah. Um, and, you know, Kawhi Leonard is one of the best defenders in the league, certainly on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he and Kevin Durant go at it. And Kevin Durant has praised him, of course. Uh, but what was brought uh, to Kevin Durant's attention when he recently praised Kawhi was that he uh, talked about Kawhi Leonard versus Paul George Mm -hmm. and said that Paul George was the better player. Um, So he was asked, you know, do you regret regret the tweet? Because it was via a tweet. That was what, in 2012, I believe? That was when the the Spurs beat the cat? Wait. It was actually uh, during the 20... They beat the Miami Heat. It was during the 2013-2014 season. Now, Kevin Durant said that it was uh, three years ago. But it was actually less than two. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I thought it was in response to Kawhi winning the MVP when he shut LeBron down in that finals. Yeah, this was in the 2013-2014 season. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, so that's when Ka- Kawhi's rise started to happen. He started to expand his game. Because Kawhi Leonard's only been in the league four years. This is four years, and Paul George is now at five years. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so, you know, at the time, I can certainly understand Kevin Durant taking Paul George over Kawhi. Um, also, I can understand why he would say that he doesn't regret those tweets. Because the point is, well, I said it back then. Hmm. The, what I really would like to know is, who does he take now? So, go ahead, Scout. What I are your thoughts? I think he would take Paul George even now. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I mean, do we do we have to do a quick who you got between me and you? We could do it. Go ahead. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. 
I agree. Now, um, I love Paul Joyce. Don't get me wrong. Oh, of course we do. And and you know he is is to be commended even from coming back from that broken yep. leg the way he has. I mean, you know, so he's got metal. Yeah, he and he's a guy who can score with the best of them as far as diversity on the perimeter. He can yep. shoot it. He can handle it. Um, he's a fluid mover. We talk about him as an athlete. He's he is a natural scorer. He really yes. is. Uh, but. We always talk about Kawhi Leonard when it comes to the other end as well. Right. And Kawhi is becoming a natural scorer. And he, you know, I mean, he's getting, he looks really good, man. Yeah. Now, what, what Durant said is, look, Kawhi's in a great system. True. Created by Greg Popovich. So he was saying, look, that, that makes him look better. Mm-hmm. Popovich is putting him in a position that will uh, suit his strengths and minimize mm-hmm. his weaknesses. Um, but now what we've seen is Kawhi has gone beyond what Popovich has done in placing him in a system. Right. So that's where, for me, I go, well, yeah, but look, Kawhi's a natural defender. Mm-hmm. But look at what he's done on the offensive end. So, you know, when you're looking at at him at a on a 360-degree level, I would give it to Kawhi over Paul George, even though, like you said, look, we appreciate what Paul George is doing. Yeah, and Kevin Durant, um, like you said, I believe when he said it, yeah, which I probably would have taken Paul George then too. Mm-hmm. But what what Kevin Durant is doing, he's playing that game, and it's a dangerous game of if I take this guy off this team, if I were to take Kawhi and put him on the Pacers, and then take right. Paul George and put him on the Spurs, mm-hmm. what would happen then? Um, so I still like the Kawhi Leonard I see now. I'm taking over Paul George. Now, that doesn't mean if you put them on the Pacers, they're going to win a title. No. This is the Spurs' operation. They're not winning a title with Paul George. That's the key. That's the other side of it. Does Paul George, do his talents mesh well with what the Spurs need? Right. People don't understand. They don't tend to look at it this way. If you put Paul George on the Spurs... Who guards LeBron in that finals? There you go. It comes to the defensive end. Uh huh. Right, right. Yeah. Do the Spurs still win then? But that is not to cast the Spurs into Paul George. It's just not what he does. So it's a team fit as well. And Paul George, you know, um, is he going to be able to do all of his offense in that system? You got to yeah. contend with Tony Parker, Ginobili. Uh, now Aldridge, uh, you know, see Kawhi Leonard is someone who doesn't need the ball a lot, you know. But if you want to give it to him, okay, it, he's just he's able to morph a little more. He's proven that we don't know that Paul George can do it. Maybe he can, right? Uh, but that would be the question mark, right? Especially when scorers like that tend to be rhythm players too. So yeah. what happens, like you're saying, if you go four or five possessions and you don't get an attempt? or you don't get a meaningful touch? Do you fade away psychologically, mentally? These are all things that matter. Yeah. Okay, they, they are not... I can't, I, I like to say this and make this, this 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 comparison. They're not robots. We think of athletes as being video game... There you go. Uh, you know, uh, uh, entities. No, these are human beings. Right. And the other thing is, how would Paul George respond... Popovich. Popovich uh, ain't no punk. Popovich gonna be like, look, <laughs> right. I don't care about I don't care about the three point attempts. What you need to do right. is get on the other end of the court right. and shut this 
person down, whoever it is. I, so that, that would be another playmaker. What do I what do I need from you? Right. Uh, do I need you to set down screens sometime? It's so many aspects of the game that we just overlook because I don't want to say I'm not me, but people overlook because they look at they're looking at a box score all the time or at some efficiency rating or the percentage situation, which is shooting percent and all of this stuff. Listen, it's so many things that go into this that are beyond that. Mm-hmm. And this is a clear case where I just. I think the Kawhi we have now plays better in a system. And also, maybe I'll take him as a better player, even if he was in a more free-flowing situation. Where yeah. Coach said, look, I'm going to set you up and put you in these positions. You got to score for us. Right. Yeah. Do you know that uh, Kawhi's nickname is The Claw? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'd like for him to have another nickname. I do, too. And, and, you know, but I get Paul, it. Paul I get Paul George is PG-13. I don't like that one either. Yeah, I, look, I get the claw thing because of the hand size, if anyone's noticed. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, looks like a, a volleyball with him, but yeah, <laughs> it's just it's terrible. Nick, the nickname stuff these days, man. Yeah. It is not good. <laughs> and I, I wanted to end right there on a, a note of <laughs> levity. So, with that, Scout, do you have any final comments for us or concerns? Um, Nope. I'm all done. I'm exhausted by the Cavaliers. It really is depressing. Uh, I do hope that something good comes out of this for all three of them, uh, the supposed well, big three on the Cavaliers right I'm now. This, I don't put it past them to run through the Eastern Conference and show yep. up in the finals. I yep. don't. And then, then I mean, look, someone gets hot. Mm-hmm. Kyrie. Yep. Who knows? So yeah, there's there's, not, there's no better there's no be- better curative than winning. Yeah, and we've seen these LeBron teams having turmoil internally. All teams do. All teams. Right, well, but I mean, stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they're bursting at the seams, just leaking out. But and we've also seen that happen. And then somehow, and I'll give him some credit for this, they find a way to hit a stride in the playoffs. Now, again, it's the Eastern Conference, but still, nevertheless. They have a, they're pretty resilient. Yeah. So we'll see. And that's a nice positive note to end on. So everybody, take that nice sunny glow that the scout just gave us and enjoy that for the rest of your week. Stay positive. Always look up. And if you're ever in trouble, <laughs> if you're ever in trouble, reach out to your friends. And on that, <laughs> we out of here, everybody. Listen to Connoisseurs of Sport every Monday at DailyDynamic.com.